Well, in quite an incredible admission, the previous head of TV3 News, Mark Jennings, who is the co-founder of the left-wing site Newsroom, has basically confessed that senior journalists around the country discussed the possibility of the media not reporting Winston Peters if and when he spoke about the Labour government's $55 million public interest journalism fund that was paid to the New Zealand media to help them recover from the economic effects of COVID. The problem being that the fund came with certain conditions on how the media should report on certain issues. And so this naturally resulted in the perception, rightly or wrongly, that the government was buying good coverage and the media were collaborating together to follow a certain narrative. But remember, this also happened to Family First. A similar discussion happened when we simply wanted to give the cash-strapped media some money for some advertising. Do you remember that? Let's check it out. So do you remember back in July last year, Family First wanted to place full-page advertisements in six major daily newspapers on a particular Wednesday. And it was to coincide with the launch of our What is a Woman campaign. And the newspapers were the New Zealand Herald, Bay of Plenty Times, which are both owned by NZME, Christchurch Press and The Post in Wellington, and the Southland Times, they're owned by Stuff, and the Otago Daily Times, owned by Allied Press. And this is the advertisement. Yeah, I know. Pretty offensive. Now, all three companies approved the advertisement. We had the written confirmation. And then they all got together over the phone and next minute, women are cancelled. The advert is cancelled in all newspapers that had confirmed. The Herald, Bay of Plenty Times, Dominion Post, Christchurch Press, Southland Times and the ODT. And we had the conclusive proof that all three companies colluded together to ban our advertisement uh, from the New Zealand Herald. They said just the night before, we are reconsidering our position. It won't be appearing in tomorrow's paper, the date we had specifically booked. From Stuff, on the day that the advert was supposed to appear, a late decision, they said just to confirm there was a late decision made yesterday not to run the ad. It was decided that the campaign doesn't align with the values of stuff due to the sensitive nature of the content. Um, sensitive. Yeah, that looks really sensitive, doesn't it? In other words, they just didn't like it. What are the values of stuff? Exclusion, if they don't like your ad. Now, remember, they'd approved the advertisement. But the key one was the Otago Daily Times, who also cancelled after approving the advertisement. And they revealed to us the full discussion that had happened between the newspaper editors and the level of collusion that was happening at the top level. Quote, NZME heard we got grief. Stuff got wind of it. Our CEO followed suit. The CEOs and editors are speaking now. It was a disturbing display of media censorship and the major daily newspapers all banded together to pull a full-page advertisement at the 11th hour. Now, it should concern us that all newspaper editors are now banding together to censor advertisements that they disagree with. I mean, does that affect political debate and coverage? What else are they censoring? The fact they're working together is disturbing, and has the government funding of these media outlets spelt the end of independent 
public discourse on controversial social issues. Well, it appears so, and, and we asked at the time, is this the effect of the $55 million government funding? They no longer rely or need advertising dollars, so they can pick and choose what adverts they want to run based on whether they agree with it or not. You know, who needs hate speech laws when you have the mainstream media walking in step together? Now, at the time, New Zealand First Leader and Deputy Prime Minister now, Winston Peters, actually came out and said, what's going on here? This shouldn't be happening to Family First or to any other group. And as you know, he often let loose during the election campaign against media that were interviewing him. Ironically, it was this was all actually happening to him as well. And in fact, look, even the government, even Labour MPs at the time was concerned. Watch this clip from Willie Jackson, who was Minister of Broadcasting at the time. Trust is just as important as the reality, is it not? Uh, no, sometimes perception is completely wrong. You know? I'm not asking if it's right yeah, or wrong, yeah. but I'm saying it's just as important. When it comes to an issue of trust, perception is just as important as the reality. Mm, so, so whether not or not... Sure if I agree with you on that, Jack. Okay, so there's, on. A lot, there's, a, there's a lot of perceptions that, are, that people have... So you're not concerned that, are, that, that many sure. people would look at, say, this show, for example, and say that received money from the Public Interest Journalism Fund. I don't trust that show anymore. Yeah, no, I, I am concerned about that because um, we have, um, we, we've got that type of complaint. Doesn't matter what we say, what, doesn't matter the history we give in terms of funding shows like this. There's one view of this is about well, Willie Jackson paying off Jack Tame. I get that, yeah. I get that. But you're never going to change some of those perceptions. The truth is something different. The truth well is, that, I mean, th so you put 50 million in through the Public Interest Journalism Fund, yeah. you're going to put 109 million in new funding every year That's in right, yeah. for the new entity. How is that going to improve trust? Well, well, well put it this way. The, the, the 50 million in terms of the Public Interest Fund is finishing. Uh, that, we get that. that, that, that How that, is putting that, that, $109 that's, million that's a year into a new entity going to improve public trust? Oh, in the media? Well, it'll improve. So you're coming to the, the entity now. It'll improve public um, trust because they will see a better product. What we Oh, <laughs> a better product. Apparently that will get rid of all perceptions of a conflict of interest. Well, just last week, Radio New Zealand, which is the government-funded a state broadcaster, uh, featured a podcast called The Detail, and it's presented by former TV3 head of news, Mark Jennings, who's now with The Newsroom. And the podcast promo says this. Last year, the AUT Research Centre for Journalism, Media and Democracy published its fourth trust and news report, reporting a downward trend already evident in 2020. General trust in news has declined from 45% the year before to 42% this year, that's 2023. About 69% of us avoid news often, sometimes or occasionally. Today on The Detail, we're calling in a couple of media experts, our executive producer and newsrooms media journalist, Mark Jennings, who talks to U Victoria University communications lecturer, Peter Thompson. Uh, and quote, I think it's quite problematic that politicians often try to score points on issues related to media by attacking the opposition's policy, often they're cheap shots and not well thought out. The most egregious uh, example uh, recently has been Deputy Prime Minister's Winston Peters claims that journalists are corrupt and that Labour's $55 million pot of money to prop up struggling journalism, the Public Interest Journalism Fund, was a bribe. The lie was shrugged off by government politicians as Nationals' Nicola Willis put it, it was Winston being Winston. 
but should there have been something more definitive from them? And uh, they go on in the article, or the intro, the promo for this, and they say, in other words, there's a trend from politicians worldwide to use the rhetoric of public perception. A lot of it circulating through social media to say there is an issue that must be dealt with. It plays into the idea that public perceptions are always valid. And sometimes you have to call public perceptions out and correct them. End of quote. Well, you know the saying, often perception is reality. Actually, just as an aside, Andrew Little, the Labour MP, Minister of Justice at the time, and Green MP Chloe Schwarbeck, who were both pushing the vote yes for cannabis, they tried to suggest that our Say Nope to Dope campaign was being bankrolled by US money, dark money from the US, which of course was a complete pack of lies. It was funded by Kiwi families. We simply responded by putting out a statement saying it was a lie, and we offered for them to audit our books if they didn't believe us. <laughs> of course, we never heard from them. Although, if anybody is sitting on that check from the US, please let me know and I'll give you my address. But anyway, here's the key bit, back to our topic, back, here's the key bit in the Radio New Zealand podcast. And have a listen to what Mark Jennings says at the end. This is in his discussion with the academic. I, 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 I don't know what we do about trying to get that mud off, the, you know, off public perceptions. It certainly is a problem. There has been quite a lot of talk and discussion in the media, particularly amongst senior editorial people, about whether we should even report Winston Peters' attacks on the media when he says there's corruption and clearly there's no basis for that whether we should all just stick together and decide not to report him. What do you think of that idea? <laughs> <laughs> if I was a news editor, I think I'd find that very tempting. Um, however, I, I think that also might play into Mr. Peter's hands, or at least his perceptions, that the media were conspiring against him. Did you hear that? Quote, there has been quite a lot of talk in the media, particularly amongst senior editorial people, about whether we should even report Winston Peters' uh, attacks on the media. We should all stick together and decide not to report him, end quote. So if you don't agree with a politician and their views, you just don't report them? Why not report them and prove them wrong with facts? Expose the lie like we did with the so-called US dark money funding of the Say Nope to Dope campaign. Well, perhaps it's not a lie. As I said before, perhaps perception is a reality with the Public Interest Journalism Fund. As you heard in the audio, it's kind of the same sticking together inclusion that happened when we simply wanted a debate around how we define women in public policy. Uh, Winston Peters was annoyed about what had been shared on this program, on The Detail, Radio New Zealand's The Detail, and in an interview on the platform with Sean Plunkett, who was of course once a Radio New Zealand columnist, a uh, journalist on Morning Report, uh, Winston Peters responded. You're deeply, deeply um, troubled by the allegations which are factual. You and your colleagues took a bribe. You took money from the case of uh, newsroom that you work for, over 2 million, NZME 6.8 million, RNZ 5.8 million and Stuff 4.8 million. 
This outfit that was bought for one dollar took 4.8 million and appeared the head of it appeared at a select committee talking about the majesty of democracy and the transparency of the independence of the media. This is a joke. And I'm saying it not in an attack against the media because I made a speech a long time ago about the importance of the fourth estate, how it was being starved the resource of money and money to do their job and the time to do their job properly. And I'm not against... Yeah, so he's not against the media per se, but he's annoyed at some of the bias and the lack of coverage he got, especially during the last election campaign. Uh, and Sean Plunkett uh, from the platform, uh, who somehow has managed to get a, a pass to the press gallery uh, when the briefings are held by the Prime Minister after Cabinet, which I'm sure the rest of the media is really annoyed about, asked Christopher Luxon about this particular issue and what Mark Jennings had said. Um, are you concerned at all that a senior editor of Newsroom uh, has gone on the record on Radio New Zealand saying that senior editors from across a range of legacy media have informally discussed the idea of, for instance, simply refusing to report your Deputy Prime Minister because they didn't like what he was saying? Well, look, what I'd say is that media has a very important role in our democracy, and I think if media feels that it's losing trust with the New Zealand people, that's something that obviously the industry uh, should, should face up to and, and think about. I mean, with respect to... that sort of discussion embodies trust? Well, again, that's something for the media industry and outlets themselves to come together and actually say, is that driving a plurality of voices and media voices in the country? But that is not something that, is something that you as media operators and, and uh, spokespeople should be thinking about. What I just say to you is Winston Peters' views are long held uh, and uh, he has complete freedom to express them as he wishes. Well, yeah, he's got the freedom, but uh, the media doesn't want to mention them. You know, much of the decline in trust in the media is happening. And, I, you know, look, I was ex-media. Uh, and it, it troubles me to see what's happening to the industry. But many Kiwis can see for themselves the extreme bias coming from an increasingly woke media and their selective use of information to support certain generally progressive so-called agendas, left-wing, liberal. Many people also believe the media has mostly become a marketing and PR department for the government and are compromised by the government funding. Maybe that will change with the new government. In the AUT study, almost two out of three Kiwis are concerned about that conflict of interest. Instead of reporting the news and presenting the facts, the media seems to have become increasingly uh, wanting to be activists, pushing opinions instead of facts, trying to control the narrative. I mean, we've proved that through our analyses of the cannabis referendum, the debates on conversion therapy ban and the overturning of Roe v Wade, and most recently the shocking coverage of the mandate protest on Parliament grounds last year. We've been through every item, every media report and aggregated and found a huge level of bias. I think we deserve better. The declining levels of trust should actually be a wake-up call to the media. But sadly, I suspect it won't be. And we all lose because of that. <laughs>